0: This episode of the Blue White Podcast is brought to you by Royal Thai Garden and Eva Beach. Royal Thai Garden, the freshest, dopest Thai food this side of the Mississippi, and we are a long way from Mississippi. Mention the Blue White Podcast, get twenty percent off your entire order. That's Royal Thai Garden, Eva Beach, Hawaii, nine six seven zero six. Isn't uh, isn't Thailand
1: the same side of the Mississippi as us? Or are we just we're going all the way
0: around and we're pretending they're on the east side? I think it. I think the next point where you touch an island after Hawaii, is no, is back on the other side of the Mississippi. Okay. We're going Dateline. Okay. Dateline. Okay, this side of the date International Dateline. Yeah. Yeah, so anywhere between the Mississippi River and the International Dateline. Is it okay? Yeah. All right. Royal Thai Garden of a Beach. Eat there. Blue, Blue Hawaii.
1: Oh. Welcome to the Blue Hawaii Podcast, everybody. I'm Josh Michaels. And I'm Ryan Little. According to SoundCloud, we get more plays than the Bloomberg Government Podcast. We
0: beat them in the rankings, you yeah.
1: Who needs those billionaires? Not me. 70% tax rate. Let's do it. Um, Some bad news. Uh, Fan favorite 21 Savage has been locked up by Ice. 21,
0: 21,
1: 21. Uh, Apparently he is actually a British national, according to them. Uh, I I don't trust Ice at uh, all. No. Just one more
0: reason to abolish Ice. No,
1: one more reason to abolish Ice, and of course, uh, you know, once he switches from like rapping about the hood to rapping about like empowerment and reflection and like, oh, you know, Flint doesn't have clean drinking water. And then the government decides now we have to take him down. What
0: about that like uh, Muslim guy that they like pulled off a bus the other day and demanded to see his papers? And then he showed them his papers, and then they were like, those aren't real. You fake those. Those are easy to fake. I have a feeling, yeah. They're like the secret police.
1: Yeah. They're like the secret police, except uh, the entrance exam is all guys who like couldn't get a job delivering pizza.
0: Yeah. Ice sucks. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Cory Booker is running for president. Exactly what we need. Yeah. Another Wall Street shill yeah. running for the highest seat of power nice. in the American government. Nice guy, though. Seems incredibly nice. Seems like a good dude. Seems incredibly Just, nice. Uh, he did good things for Newark. Yeah. Uh, also, you know who seemed like a good dude up until. Uh,
1: oh, man. Oh, uh, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam uh, in hot water.
0: Facing calls for his resignation.
1: What we know is this the governor recently had surface uh, his old. Medical school photo? Medical school, Medical school yearbook.
0: yearbook photo from 1984
1: yep. of himself and another gentleman at a party. Governor Northam was dressed in blackface, and the other gentleman was wearing a KKK hood and robes. Um, which, which is not a good thing. And, in, you know, Virginia, you may have heard of Virginia as in, I don't know, uh, loving versus Virginia. Like, mm. you know, Virginia kind of has a problematic legacy here. That's true. Uh, calls, many calls for his resignation. Um, if he were to resign, his lieutenant governor, who is African American, would be only the second black governor.
0: And in he Virginia's just seems history. like a great guy yeah so it wouldn't wouldn't be the worst thing here's the fall on the sword yeah so listeners uh here's what i want to say i know nothing about this i spent the last week in japan so i am commenting on this issue purely from the place of knowing that this guy took a stupid absolutely abhorrently racist photo in 1984 what i don't know is i don't know what the expiration date is on people changing their minds and hearts because we've talked about it on here before. When I was younger, I was a pretty conservative, what many would probably refer to as racist dude. Like I, I was not fit to run for governor of any state. You also weren't in medical school.
1: I wasn't in medical training to, training to be a doctor performing on black patients. I
0: I totally don't disagree with that. I, I do not disagree with that. And I see, why anyone who ever received care from him would be horrified. And I think that it was abhorrent then as, as it would be abhorrent now. And, but what I'm concerned with that I see emerging from the left, the capital left, the cynical left, the people that basically suck, uh, who has a- Send your complaints to at the <laughs> Ryan on twitter.com. I'm not talking about everyone on who's left of sender. I mean, I'm a pretty progressive dude, and I'm, I promise you I'm not a member of capital L, the left. What I see that's concerning, though, is the same thing that I saw on the right, which caused me to move left, which is this desire for absolute purity. And, and, and I don't mean to say I, the obvious like Twitter response is, Oh, it's not absolute purity to ask that you don't take a racist photo in your yearbook. Yeah, but that's not it's, that's not what we're saying though. Or what that's, I, a, well, that's not what you're that's saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that like people do really dumb things, and if we're going to if we're going to exclude somebody from from the ability to run for office because of something that they did so long ago, after which they could have completely changed again their mind, their heart everything about themselves and I don't know that he did and I, I'm saying all this is a caveat so I want everybody out there who's listening to hear me very well I don't know anything about this other than he took a photo but in my mind one dumb photo is, is really really hard even as racist as it is for me to be like, you should never serve in an elected capacity. I think it's different; it's materially different than the Brett Kavanaugh thing. For instance, this guy is not determining the application of law, and also Northam's going to be I, I, like I, as powerful as he is. He'll be the governor of Virginia, not the president of the United States, not king of the empire. You also, know?
1: Virginia, I believe the, there's just a one term. Like it's only one term. It's not like you can even run for re-election. I didn't know that. And
0: yeah. then I think also the other thing needs to be said is. How big of an idiot is he for how he's handled this? Yeah, like not great. He's was like, oh, I was dressing up like Michael Jackson, and then somebody asked him if he would moonwalk, and then he actually considered it. Like, no, dude, just be like, be like, absolutely not.
1: We need a we need a moratorium on middle aged white men trying to do trying doing. Oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> being photographed in public until we can figure out what the hell is going. His on. His
0: response was just so much worse. Yeah, like, there's a million ways that he could have handled it, and they all should have been. I did something really bad and racist 35 years ago.
1: Yeah, and that's I'm, not who I am now. That's I'm sorry. not who I am now, I'm and I'm so sorry. I hope people sorry. Can yeah,
0: me. yeah. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is the guy did a really stupidly awful thing. I don't know anything about him other than that situation. He handled it very awfully. Should he resign? I'm I'm still not sure. If he did, I wouldn't count. It, I wouldn't count it as a negative. Yeah. I'm yeah. just like I don't think though that we need to be out for blood over something that a guy did 35 years ago because if those are disqualifying factors the only people that we're going to have who are going to be able to run for office are the people who can pay enough money to get all the bad things they did forgotten from the internet and from the minds of the people who saw them
1: the photo of ryan's auburn blackface party will leak in approximately four days
0: <laughs> uh, there was uh, there was a blackface party at auburn i'm, I'm not surprised yeah. in the slightest in the, the southeastern conference fraternity got banned from campus oh good but as I said, I don't know the full circumstances surrounding uh, Northam's whole situation outside of the picture itself, and I'm a white guy who's never had to deal with racial prejudice uh, except to a very small degree here in Hawaii. Uh, if oh, what howle what if oh how are they? what if you what if any of our listeners of <laughs> color out there. Have any different perspectives? I sincerely welcome them. Like this is, I'm not dug in on this issue. No. It's just something that occurs to me as a passing thought about a really sensitive matter.
1: Please, and this goes for everything on the show. If you, you know, this hasn't stopped people who don't know us at all from reaching out. If we get something wrong, tell come, us. Come on the show. Yeah. Come on the show and tell us why we're wrong.
0: I really want other opinions. Yeah. So I mean, and I hope that you guys do too. Which is why I know that this is not the party line. What I've been saying, and I know it's not popular. But it's just, it feels like something that maybe ought to be said by somebody.
1: I can't wait till, I can't wait till they come for us. Oh, God, Twitter... you know they're coming. And they already have. Yeah. Um, so when you said, you mentioned we don't know that there's an expiration date on racism. But we do know there is an expiration date on the City Council District 4 special election. That's it's been right. announced April 13th, Saturday. So the city clerk has announced uh, registration will start on the 14th. Bulk of the ballots mailed out on the 21st of March. Uh, an early walk in voting at Honolulu Halle from the 1st to the 13th of April. Now, uh, people have been ripping. Trevor we will share three articles you may be interested in. One, an online blog post by Hawaii journalist Ian Lind. Judiciary rips Trevor Ozawa, allegations, excuses. Another one, Lee Cataluna, twisting the knife in Star Advertiser, says, Ozawa and Waters, both graduates of Kamehameha School's Kapalama, both attorneys, could not be more different in temperament. Waters is disarmingly friendly, quick to make a joke, kinetic and loose-limbed. Ozawa is surprisingly prickly, quick to take offense, and known for his displays of anger more than personal warmth. It's apt that Ozawa's main complaint about the Hawaii Supreme Court ruling was that Waters has too many friends in the judiciary. And last one, you remember we read that piece by David Shapiro, uh, the, the writer for the Star Advertiser who just roasted Tulsi not I too do long ago. That. He uh, he ran it back, Volcanic Ash: Wild attacks on High Court could backfire on Trevor Ozawa. Ozawa's hissy fit after the State Supreme Court invalidated his 22-vote general election win against Tommy Waters was unhinged, ill-advised, and yet another sign he's driven by a trumpian sense of personal
0: grievance. His words, not ours. His
1: words not ours, everybody. So, what else is going on this weekend? The Pacific Rim Cup is back at the Aloha Stadium, check it out before it falls down. Uh, the Super Bowl was yesterday Patriots won blah 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 we don't care uh, congratulations to Kevin Mawai, the first player of Hawaiian descent to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall yep, of Fame yeah boy Chris Depp's Porzingis traded to Dallas whoa he's a good player yeah other basketball news I saw a middle-aged dude on the bus looking at Luka Doncic autographed rookie cards on eBay and I think he dropped 600 bucks on them. so maybe Dang. I mean
0: it could be a card payment instead I'm just saying I got my Alex Rodriguez rookie yeah. card from 1993 or whenever it came out it was it $600 And I guarantee you it is not. So let's tell our audience a little bit about what we've got on tap for today.
1: Yeah. So a few weeks ago, Ryan and I put together a round table or a a six-pointed star table of Hawaii young Jewish professionals. By which I mean, he invited two of his Jewish Ultimate Frisbee friends over to hang out and talk story with us. Hey, Julian Edelman, first ever Jewish Super Bowl MVP. I Patriots. (laughs) So we talked about what it's like being a young Jew on the left side of politics in Trump's America, the changing relationship between America and Israel. And we also tried out our best Bernie Sanders impressions, you know, as they say, let my people go to the recording studio. You know, a room, uh, a room full of Jews with a blonde Protestant guy from Alabama running the show, it kind of sounds like an APAC convention. Yo. Hey, oh. And how is this relevant here in Hawaii? Well, we control everything. There's a 2016 article. You mean uh, Hawaii? Jews. Oh. Yes. But yeah. Well, you've already started your media empire. Shaloha. a 2016 article in the Times of Israel. A small island of Judaism in Hawaiian politics. Tiny but stalwart. The Jewish contingent on America's youngest state maintains a unique and strong sense of identity. Senator Schatz, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green, former Governor Linda Lingle, State Senators Russell Ruderman, Kalani English, State Rep. Nicole Lowen, former Senator Sam Sloan, all going to mention.
0: It's very bipartisan. Check it out. Uh, so just a few points of order before we jump in. It's really important to remember that Jews come in all colors, backgrounds, and religious flavors from all corners of the earth and from all over the political spectrum, from hard left to hard right, basically Leon Trotsky to Stephen Miller. And when it comes to Israel, like although most Jews describe themselves as subscribing to some form of Zionism, that's a really loaded buzzword if there ever was one, there are a lot of anti-Zionist Jews or a lot of non-Zionist Jews. There's post-Zionist Jews, Jews who describe themselves as none of the above and Jews who just don't care. The only universal constant is that there is a vibrancy of opinions.
1: Thankfully, uh, notoriously agreeable people don't really, you know, dispute a lot.
0: You said it, not me. <laughs> uh, which leads me to the main point: you may not understand or agree with everybody who's talking, and that's really okay. And the secondary point is that they're talking a lot about what's happening in the Middle East, especially in Israel and Palestine. And as young American Jews who sort of lean left politically, they have a really unique opportunity to question and challenge the narratives and the assumptions that they were fed growing up. I don't contribute a whole lot. I wasn't raised Jewish. I'm not Jewish now. But I was really excited to listen to what was going on, and it was a privilege to be there. So hopefully that conversation continues. Yeah. um,
1: With that said... One last point to mention, we discussed Marco Rubio's bill in the Senate that would basically unconstitutionally restrict Americans' right to participate in the BDS boycott of Israel. Uh, The Senate just passed that bill after we had already finished recording. Maisie Hirono voted no, which we're very proud of. Senator Schatz was listed as not voting. I don't know if he intentionally skipped the vote or missed it due to a conflict. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to interview both of them. And we're not just going to ask them about this. We're going to ask them about a bunch of other stuff. But if they're listening, come on the show. All right, folks. With that, enjoy. (music) Yeah.
2: We often hear haole meaning white person in a negative connotation, but it's a perfectly good word. It means foreign introduced
1: to foreign origin or foreign introduction. So in Hawaiian, anyone or anything that is not native to Hawaii is haole. I'm Leilani Ahu, ahui ho. Haole, haole. Yeah. Yeah. haole. haole. is a perfectly good word. Welcome back to the Jew Hawaii podcast, everybody. <laughs> Shabbat Shalom. I did not go to Temple last night. Neither it was, did I. It was NBA Friday on ESPN. I did.
0: <laughs> you have not been introduced yet. So. <laughs> it's your
1: turn. Uh, Boogie Cousins first came back since tearing his Achilles. Well, anyway, we decided to call a meeting of the Hawaii chapter of the Elders of Zion so that we could hash out some protocols uh, and talk about our plan for world domination, white genocide, all that good stuff. I knew it. Just kidding. Uh, we've been having some interesting conversations offline, and we wanted to bring them to the airwaves. And we are joined by two of our best buds, very special friends. And we're going to let them introduce themselves right now. Please welcome. You've heard of John Doe and Jane Doe. Please welcome John Cohen and Jane Cohen. Aloha.
2: Aloha. Oh, shalom,
1: shalom, 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 shalom. That's Shaloha. what I was to say. Shaloha. we uh, Tell go. us about. Tell us about
0: yourself. After Me first. You. I think oh, okay. it bears pointing out at this point in the podcast that these are actual Jews. Oh yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. Actual, we're actual Jews. These but, are yeah, I, these are people whose names and identities we are obscuring for uh, professional reasons. For professional reasons. This so ex- uh, yeah. this is not just people doing very <laughs> very very, very poor stereotypical imitating. Jewish I mean, things thing. like, yeah. Cartoonishly yeah. offensive yeah, <laughs> yeah, accents guilt runs through
3: This my is actually who I am. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I love gefilte fish. I am yeah. I actually <laughs> really <laughs> like No,
3: gefilte fish actually
2: is really good. if you make it right yes
3: it's not that hard
2: i also like matzah that's like a probably a oh, controversial opinion, i like
1: matzah too million dollar question thumbs up or down Manashevitz. i don't know if that up. applies well up. in a
3: radio podcast
2: uh, what do you
1: mean well, well oh, the john thumbs said up thumbs up uh, thumbs i'm down. putting my thumb up okay yeah. for Manashevitz. oh that's hard
2: down oh, says so so jane hard down i think manischewitz was like my intro to drinking yeah. it's so easy to drink it's what is it like, it's wine, it's but cough syrup it, yeah.
3: that they give to children. It's and not cough yeah.
1: syrup. Wine. Have you heard? Have you had Welsh's grape juice? Yeah, uh, that that's uh, what they, they serve it for communion.
0: Like in. but it's alcohol. That's but what they serve for communion in Gentile church. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I think yeah. Gentile church is just called church. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, uh, a <laughs> radical, like a radical <laughs> sect of Judaism known as Christianity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, don't think happens. it's gonna last.
0: Well, tell us about yourselves, yes. John and Jane. So I grew up in New Jersey. Uh,
3: I also grew up in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, woo,
2: go New Jersey. Um, uh, my whole family is from like the New York, New Jersey area. Pretty stereotypical Jews. Sure. Uh, Ashkenormativity is strong in this yeah, room right exactly. now. Yeah, uh, exactly. Then... Did your
3: so my older relatives have all since moved down to Boca or the Boca area in Florida? I have Florida. not had
2: any relatives move to Florida. I have had none move to Florida. They stuck. So you're half out Jewish. And, yeah, kind of. I, I never got the full Jewish experience because I've never visited an old grandma in Florida. So um,
3: I have so many old bubbies in Florida. No, yeah, and they all yell at me and each bubby
2: other. Lives in uh, Ardsley, New York. So. I had an
0: old bubby in Miami, actually. Really? It or not. Yeah.
3: Are you part Jewish?
0: Another day for another time.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I have enclaves in the New York area, now the Boca area, and then we have an LA contingency mm. as well.
0: Yeah, we have some all good. the Jewish areas. Yeah, <laughs> my cousin just has
2: moved out to L.A., but yeah. uh, that's she's the oh, first L.A.
3: and we do have some second cousins who moved to Israel.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, we, have, we have so some we're some really hitting all the. We homies. have some cousins, cousins in Israel. In
0: well, let's let's you know. I think the first thing uh, as the Gentile in the room that I'd like to do is let's just pit everybody against <laughs> each other and have a Jew off. Who's the most Jewish in this room? From <laughs> New York City to Haunted Juju? that's uh, wow, that's really creative. <laughs> Thank did you. Did you come good. up with that on the spot? I yeah, did. Uh, that was pretty good. Josh, what's your best Jewish bonafide? Bonafide? I'm a tax lawyer? (laughs) That's that's not bad. That's not bad. That's
1: it. I mean, thank
2: you. Check. Drop the mic. Very strong. Very strong. Uh, Are
3: we all lawyers? (laughs) No.
2: My grandma was very disappointed that I did not go into being a lawyer or a doctor or some other such Jewish profession. I a marine uh, biologist instead.
0: John, uh, what's your best Jewish bonafide? My mom's a rabbi. Hey, oh, that's Okay. Uh, that's I, yeah. Strong. Yeah. Strong. strong. Okay. Good opening salvos here, Jane.
2: Oh, I don't
3: know. I uh, I spent six months in Israel, and that's I was scary. the president of the Jewish Law Student Association Ooh. at my law school.
2: That's Dang. that's pretty.
1: That's okay. Much have you guys done twenty three and me? No, I have not done twenty three okay. and me. That's well, how they get you. I don't crack. I didn't crack fifty percent Ashkenazi.
0: I don't know what that means. Uh, to, but, <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, I know My the Ashkenazi's
2: birth is Sephardic. I'm so but. Jewish,
0: I know, what Ashkenazi, means. I know. <laughs> what Ashkenazi means. I'm just saying, I didn't know. It. Yep. What does it mean not cracking 50%? Does that mean you're like more less than, pure? So, less than half. And,
1: that's, and that gets into a whole another question about like whether or not, which is coming up in the Trump administration era, uh, whether or not Jews are white. So that's a whole other thing to get into.
3: God, we've come back to such old school racism. Yeah. The Irish aren't going to be white really brought, anymore. Yeah, dove yeah. right into
0: yeah. The system. Irish are staying white. We're staying we white. Really Don't worry about us. We'll take, take care of ourselves, okay? No, 23 and me. Also, one
1: more one more 23 me fact. It came back that I'm 1% Ukrainian, which meant that during one of those pogroms, Cossack on a horse saw my presumably great-great-great-grandmother and thought, Yeah, girl. Okay. Wow. Jane,
3: um, I keep some kosher-ish in that I don't eat pork or shellfish.
0: Uh, either the, of you? Uh, I I eat a lot of pork. I okay. Well, but, we're gonna go for I round don't four like then.
2: A lot of I don't like most shellfish. I'll, I'll be fair. I, I don't really eat it. Because I'm keeping code. I just don't
0: like the way it tastes. I that's weird. I love pork. <laughs> I love pork and shellfish, and yeah, big fan. Uh, I didn't
3: yeah, say no. I didn't love I'm
0: it. I'm out at round one with I got a booby in South Florida. Well, she's dead, but uh, <laughs> it okay. is kind of weird that they describe it as like kind of like a half thing, like Jewish. Yeah, you-ish. My yeah. I'm Christian ish.
3: It's like, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well,
0: we'll that. and
1: that's the thing. That's another interesting thing, too. You know, it's you guys have uh, there's a lot more commitment on your end you know you have to like take the leap and like okay i'm gonna accept you know this this dude is the savior Mm -hmm. whereas us it's kind of like you're born or you convert. congrats it. it's like okay and like not that there are no strings attached but like it's kind of like uh blood in blood out you know what i mean like born in born (laughs) in or once you're born in or you're
0: sworn in like that's it you're there there's no out yeah uh all right well let's set the scene a little bit so like most years in history uh it's a pretty complicated time to be jewish uh, in america where about half the world's jews live which was very surprising to me when i found that out where did you think they were i thought well i didn't think half of them were like here japan? Uh, I mean, I, I know, japan i mean i don't know ukraine i mean i learned a really There's interesting thing, thing about uh, jews
2: in japan that i can talk about later though yes oh,
0: well pretty. uh well you might as well bring it up now go ahead there is, a, so there, uh,
2: there is a very um, hardcore religion in Japan. Yeah, uh, that has something like four thousand uh, people engrossed in it, and it is its entire uh, religious background is about keeping the state of Israel alive. That oh. is the sole purpose. The purpose huh. of its existence. Dang. Huh. Yeah, all based around like messianic oh. complex. I had no clue. Let so me, okay, yeah, and they have a like a massive pull in Japanese society I forget I forget what their the yeah. name of the
1: religion is I have to look it up Counter, uh, speaking you know East Asia uh, an interesting article I was reading apparently all over Korea, the big thing is for high schoolers like ordinary Korean high schoolers to study the Talmud. why reading comprehension, learning English, like critical reasoning, thinking, like all sorts of
0: it's hmm. good to be a lawyer in Korea
1: yeah, you know anywho they respect the hustle all right sorry so basically (laughs) half the
0: jews in the world live here in the united states uh and sort of with the election of donald trump and the resurgence of far right nationalism there's been this unprecedented surge of you know anti-semitic rhetoric and violence culminating in the worst massacre of jews in american history in pittsburgh a modern-day pogrom meanwhile in israel where the other half of jews live Parliamentary elections are scheduled in the Knesset for April 9th. Bibi Netanyahu is expected to cling to a slight majority, relying mostly on hard-right religious Zionists and nationalist parties to form a coalition. And last year, the Knesset passed a nation-state law that, among other things, delisted Arabic as an official language and encouraged the future building of segregated communities. Uh, The peace process with the Palestinians is functionally dead, with more settlements being built each day. America's ambassador to Israel is a huge supporter of the settlement movement and used to fundraise for one of the largest settlement complexes. Fittingly, Israel's ambassador to America is a former GOP operative. So, resolve. What the hell's going on and how do we fix it? Because all that said, the average listener is like, I don't know what any of this means. So... How do we fix Israel-Palestine? I'll leave it to you guys.
3: Well, they've only been fighting for 3,000 years. Yeah, it's been a
0: little while. There's
3: There's been about, what, 40, 50 years of U.S. heavy diplomatic efforts trying to fix it. But I think Mm -hmm. this moment, this podcast, we're going to make some really serious headway.
1: Side (laughs) side note before we get too far in, uh, for for a Palestinian perspective and for just a really fascinating analysis of Mideast geopolitics in general, please, 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 please check out episode 40 of season one, Our interview with DC national security expert and Kahuku high grad, go Red Raiders, uh, Basima al Hussein, our good friend. Please check that out. So, you know, it's not just us relying on, you you don't just rely on this like one-sided
0: narrative. Um, Candidly, candidly. all of the introduction that I just gave was stuff that Josh wrote. And so I say all that (laughs) to say, I think the average American, the average person, the average millennial knows the outlines of what's going on. I'm going to let you guys talk, but I'm going to interject with questions yeah. because I still, even after reading all of it, don't really understand what the hell is going on.
1: So basically, uh, politically, leadership of the two countries, America and Israel, has never been closer. Uh, Bibi Netanyahu was Trump before Trump was Trump, You know, right down to <laughs> attorney general investigations and the possibility of multiple indictments and uh, general you know, racist demagoguing. Um, when Trump says things like, Oh, there were good people on both sides of Charlottesville, or amplifies the George Soros conspiracy theory. He and his defenders point to their pretty much unlimited support for the Netanyahu government as evidence that they can't possibly be anti Semitic because some pro Israel.
3: I um, want to chip in that this yeah. has been such a mind fuck for me. Yeah. To have this president who's drumming up neo Nazism, yeah. but Israelis love him and he loves Israel. Yeah. And like my religious family. Down in florida loves trump yeah i just i don't understand the it. and only, they loved bush yeah. too i'm like he also isn't actually good for jews
1: the only two countries that have a higher opinion of america under trump than under obama are russia and israel the only two foreign countries so that <laughs> tells you a lot about bedfellows. where our geopolitics are going but to your point i think it's a lot yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of a lot of people have i think for, so to speak put all their eggs in the basket of israel to where 100 unabashed uncritical support blank check that or bust anything less than that is anti-semitism according to a lot of politics in america what do you guys think about that
3: i i think some of it when i try to wrap my mind around what people are thinking the only thing i can come up with is that they already feel like you know america must not be my real home this is sort of temporary the only thing that jews can really trust is other Jewish people in Israel. That's all we have, really, um, because otherwise we're just guests and we're only here as long as, you know, basically a Christian country says that they're okay tolerating us. Mm-hmm. So all this fighting and anti-Semitism at home isn't as big of a deal as whether you're supporting Israel.
2: So, so just two things. One, just to um, give a little Backstory on like the whole Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Um, actually, my mom sent me an interesting article this morning because as soon as I told her I was going to be on this podcast, she did the Jewish mother thing and stayed oh my up God. All, night, all night worrying and then reading <laughs> articles and sending them to me. And her articles are usually great that she sends to me. Um, but so the one she sent me this morning yeah. was uh, she it talked about um, this concept. Concept of the writer in uh, New York Times called zoom. And so you oh, can either you can either zoom way in on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict or you can zoom way out. And so people who live in Israel. Don't necessarily view it as an Israeli-Palestinian conflict, all right? Because if you think about it, Israel is not really fighting with the Palestinians. Israel is fighting with Hezbollah, which is just another group entirely. There is Russia in the region. Syria has regional conflicts that threaten Israel. Mm -hmm. Iran threatens Israel. None of those groups are Palestinians. And given everything else being equal, most Israelis and most Palestinians would prefer to see peace than anything else. So when we talk about it like a, an Israeli-Palestinian conflict, that's zooming way in, and I think the best example he gave was you can call like uh, you know you can call it the American-Italy conflict of 1944, uh, or you can call it. <laughs> but World there's War yeah, there was a little more going on. Yeah, there was a little bit more going on the around yeah. the entire area. So there's a lot of uh, stuff that we probably won't be able to cover today, but more yeah. context to what we're talking yeah. about.
3: Can I actually to jump in on that? And that's and maybe I'm getting ahead of us here, but like, if, if you have your phone out, yeah you know, and you're not driving or doing dishes, and you scroll, like, going mm-hmm. to Google Maps and go over to the Middle East, and you zoom in on Israel, it takes a while before you actually even see the word Israel pop up, because the country is so small. Sure. And yeah. then you see these h- huge countries around it, and those countries are, you know, Egypt, Iran, Iraq, um, Turkey, Lebanon, Syria, right? These are the countries that... Jordan, also a little smaller, though, right? So these are the countries around it, and I think something that always frustrates me when I hear Americans talking about the conflict in Israel is they're taking this American, you know, the security that we have in America and projecting it as something that Israel also has as a luxury and saying, why can't you be nicer? You're a bully. You're beating up on people, but I don't think Israel, and it's just like you say, you zoom in, Israel's beating up on the Palestinians, but you zoom out and there is so much conflict in that area and Mm -hmm. so much Less security, and this country is still defending its right to exist at all. And yeah, I mean, that really changes the way. And even when yeah. Israel does something terrible, I do think it comes from a different place than when America does something terrible. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah I think, I think Jane brings up a good point because, you know, if you live in New York, uh, you don't have Canadians launching rockets into your hometown. Like, you, that's not a thing that you have to worry about very often. And it's, and it's, it, from what I've seen in the news and, because I don't know very much about it, it's like, well, you know, you're living in Tel Aviv, and then all of a sudden, air raid sirens are going off, and, like, for some reason, Hamas just launched, you know, 50 rockets or something like that. And it's like, that's the American perspective, and the Palestinian perspective is obviously much different than that, yeah. which is like... Devil's
1: advocate would not be uh, When you say, for some reason, they launched rockets, the Palestinians <laughs> would like, excuse me, sir, uh, well, yeah. let me explain. Yeah, exactly, yeah. On one hand, uh, you know, obviously... Desperate people do desperate things. That's like a big boiler statement too. But I think also our generation, especially in the age of social media, like the worldwide awareness now, of truly like how day to day life for Palestinian people can be truly miserable, uh, engenders sympathy in a way that it didn't for previous generations because they just weren't aware of that. And I think also back then they came from you know in the aftermath of World War ii and the Holocaust, Israel was this great miracle, you know. Um, but our generation, we grew up, and what they saw as David, we sort of now see as Goliath.
2: Yes. Yeah, I, I think that that's what a lot of, so non-Jews, but then people born more recently who yeah. might not have had relatives who lived through the Holocaust, yeah. um, or relatives even close to associated with the Holocaust, is that when Israel was created in 1948, it was created for a specific purpose. Yeah. And the purpose was this refuge for Jews after the atrocities of the Holocaust. Six million Jews were killed. Yeah, That's an Fake news. Un, an incomprehensible number of people. Considering so, that that is
3: the, to, to put it in context, even today, that would be more than the population of Jews in America.
2: Yeah. Which is, which is crazy. It's a crazy number. I mean, and he so, would have
3: succeeded in obliterating Judaism from the United States.
2: Yeah, and so, I mean, obviously things have changed a lot since... Nineteen forty-eight. Um, you know, we now live in an age of social media perception yeah. and everything, um, and uh, a lot of the way that Israel comes off nowadays is not necessarily good when you look at it as simply like an optics thing. Like the nation state law that you said that didn't actually change any laws that were or weren't already there in Israel. It might have actually codified some norms that were looked right. after and etc., but it didn't actually change the lives of right. any Palestinians or anyone living in Israel. But it looks terrible. Yeah. It looks terrible on the news and, when you say that. Yeah, and like the the the
1: the psychological, the political, the the sentiment of a country that yeah. under even if the laws don't change, the the the, the outlook of a country exactly,
2: exactly, its so, political
1: character is changing.
0: Yep. Well, yeah, because I mean, I mean, I am not an authority on this at all, but like you know, the crystal knocked did not happen. Like I mean, it literally did happen overnight, but it didn't lead up to that overnight. You know, yep. like it. Yeah, it, it was. A, it wasn't a flashpoint, like one off. thing. Yeah, it was but. an incremental step right. of right. we're going to subjugate this people group until Which it becomes is, yeah. okay to do this thing to them. In and 29- that's one when, of the.
3: Yeah. Oh, sorry, no, no, I was no, going to say one of the appalling ironies of. I guess to step back, I think something that Israel is struggling with. Is this victim identity? Mm-hmm. Because Jews see themselves as perpetual victims, mm-hmm. and oh, that was sure. the you le- said it <laughs> It's true. It's true. And as yeah. a kid, I always thought it was it was a little ridiculous or a yeah. little overblown. I thought you know the Holocaust could never happen again, and then now we have Trump, and all you hear in the news is how social fabric is falling apart yeah. and nationalism is on the rise. And yeah. So, and the big lesson from the Holocaust was well, Jews were really assimilated in Western Europe at the time, and it still came back mm-hmm. and. You know, Jews are pretty much an; they do find this little enclave within the bigger culture that they're in. Yeah. So they do kind of set themselves up to be scapegoated right. in tough times. And you know, it's a little bit arrogant, I think, to think well, the Holocaust was the last one. No, it's happened for Never thousands happened of years. years but that again. was yeah. the yeah, final yeah. one, I'm sure. No, of it. and
1: and not and this isn't <laughs> this isn't true just for Jews. I mean, you think about in 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 this in these current times, you know, Trump rhetoric like building the wall, like the Muslim ban, like it. Yeah, it doesn't start with. The concentration camps, it starts with, you know, in 32, 33, 34, Mein Kampf rhetoric about these are identifying the problem, us against them, this sort of thing.
3: Right. But looping it back to what John said, I kind of disagree that that didn't affect the lives of any Palestinians because it does still change the tenor and the culture and the way that other Jews are going to look at other Palestinians Mm. going forward, because now that's your cultural values.
2: Uh, You're you're right, yeah. And
3: that's the irony, is that now we're becoming the thing that we have claimed that we've been victims of for so long.
2: You're right. I probably should not have said it doesn't affect their lives in any way. It doesn't affect you know based on the law of their lives in any way but exactly. uh, obviously you know it it leaves it out there that yeah. you are allowed to look down on these people right. and 20% I mean, 20% of Israel proper not 20%. even talking about the West Bank yeah. and the Gaza Strip 20% it's just, is uh, arab the last time Israel faced a true physical existential yeah. crisis where they had the the there was the actual possibility of them being wiped off the map was 1973 yep. it was the Yom Kippur war when right. five arab nations surprise attacked Israel on the holiest day of the year when the army was not ready to respond. And that was the last time when Israel truly had the possibility of being wiped off the map. I think in today's world, you obviously have, you know, the delegitimization of Israel as a problem. You have anti-Semitism rising around the globe, but you're not seeing that same kind of thing where Israel would yeah. be physically wiped off the you map.
0: You don't think, like, with the rhetoric coming out of and this is me playing the part of the dummy and also being a dummy. You don't think that, like... <laughs> the threat of like Iran, like then like- I think
2: Israel has progressed and not Israel is a world superpower. Yeah. Israel has nuclear weapons. That's yeah. that we know that. Um, and I think the world has progressed to a place where we are not going to necessarily see a nuclear war just suddenly break out. And no. you're not, you're not going to see the same kind of, uh, s- the same scale of wars that would happen in 1973 no. when tanks were literally rolling, down towards israel you're just not going to see that anymore I, in that kind of place as
1: as why as as fanatical and as dialed up as uh the ayatollah's rhetoric and the mullah's rhetoric can be they also know from a pure rational survival standpoint uh attempting to nuke israel will mean the you'd end. be wiped off the map there will be the end of right. iran as a modern state you'd be wiped off yeah the map.
3: i agree with that but i i also think that you know even taking these premises as accurate really downplays how how impactful that is because you think about the united states is still reeling in anti-muslim hate because yeah. of 2001 yeah right and and that was very small compared to what israel went through and then you throw in the fact that the whole region is erupting in violence and continues to erupt in and violence. And I mean, I remember yeah. when there was the Arab Spring. Mm-hmm. When, when was that? 2009? 2010, yeah. I think. 2010? Nine through, nine nine through and there was yeah, this yeah. hope, right, that yeah. there was going to be democracy in the Middle East. And one by one, they all backslid. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so I, I think to say that, well, they enjoy security now because the last time they were seriously at risk of ceasing to exist was in the 70s. Yeah. I mean, I'm imagine saying, how, yeah. how how much America would react if the last time we ceased, had a problem where we might cease to exist was in the 70s yeah. um, and then continually around all of our borders. I mean, look how we're treating Mexico. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> look how we're treating Islam. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, that was never an existential crisis, and we literally banned Muslims from coming no. into the country. And I've, I've, And 20 years later, we did it. Like, it wasn't even, like, an immediate thing. We're like, well, it's been a long time, and uh, you guys can't come in anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, you know, since
1: 1973, you know, talking about the neighborhood, you know, they did make a peace treaty with Egypt. Um, The Oslo negotiations, which unfortunately now seem to have failed, uh, you know, they started the process of negotiating peace with Palestinians. They were able to leverage that into peace with Jordan. So at least some of those, you know, big existential dangers of being uh, the tiny kid in a bad neighborhood have been solved but going back even further you know talking about borders and talking about uh, the Muslim experience the whole region and the whole re- all these regional problems it all stems from uh, Europeans arbitrarily drawing maps as usual throughout you know throughout history it's pretty much a, a world theme
3: I agree and it seems like the rest of the world has managed to move on in forgiving those atrocities in all these other countries, right? You yeah. know, it always drew me. I had a friend from Washington complaining about the way that Israel acts. Yeah. Like you're from Tacoma, yeah. so you give that back. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there. it's yeah. called Tacoma.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, We're all, we're all, we're all at the end of the day. We're all hypocrites, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're a bunch of Halleys sitting around in yeah. Hawaii yeah. talking yeah. about whether I, Israel needs to give back more no, land. No, I mean yeah. like. <laughs> i mean you know
0: i'm okay with
1: hawaiian sovereignty like especially especially (laughs) as of november 8th 2016 but that's that's another conversation for another episode
0: okay so i have a couple of questions as the the uninformed uh gentile in the room why can't they just figure it out the zoom prince can i give you the the one minute history that i got okay let's hear let's hear jane's one minute history
3: this is the history i got consistently People kept attacking Israel. They kept losing. So Israel kept getting more land. <laughs> Israel kept giving it back for peace. They never got peace and they just want to take more and more. That That's sounds the history. That eerily
2: similar to what I guess. That's
1: You know, and this, is, and this is what all of us were told Weird. growing up. And we realized, we realized, yeah. Whoa.
3: Did you Narratives. have the same school teacher? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's,
1: it's almost as if history is complex and nuanced. Um, it's not I, good.
3: I mean, I was trying to think about an analogy and the closest thing I came up to is I was watching uh, Planet Earth on BBC, and there was like yeah. two walruses fighting over the same iceberg. Yeah, and I was like, nah, this is about it." You know, it's like it's there
1: You know what I mean? Like, it's their homeland too. I mean, like, facts are fact. I mean, f- facts are facts. It's, facts don't care about your feelings. Facts don't care about your feelings. Like, <laughs> yeah,
3: and and I think that's one of the things that makes it tricky is there is you know I I try and I think maybe that's the American part of me. I yeah. try to go back to well, who's was there first, and whose land is it, and who who's the right person to have it and there is no right or wrong it's there's two people who want the same thing so how are we going to conduct ourselves ethically while we try to tease it out
2: so I will I will, I will couch this, or I will say like something for any of our Orthodox listeners out there, yeah. um, who I'm sure I don't think we have are a tuning ton. into yeah. this podcast. <laughs> no, no they, as um, soon as you
1: said your mom was a rabbi, they turned this off. Yeah, no, no, no. My mom
2: is a Reform <laughs> rabbi. She would not be accepted uh, not in certain yeah. Israel yeah. societies, um, and, or by the Israeli government. <laughs> yeah, or by the Israeli government. We'll we'll get to that. Eventually. They're basically yeah. Um, I you think some, Iran is a theocracy. I have some uh, strong feelings on that. I can't wait to hear you tee off. No, great. but uh, the I mean, so there is a. There's a fundamental uh, difference in thinking between, yeah. uh, you know, Orthodox Jews and then conservative and Re- reformed Jews. And conservative and reformed Jews tend to think of it as, well, whose land was it? You know, who physically owned the land at X, Y, and Z? And Orthodox Jews don't really think of it that way, especially, you know, the Haredi communities in mm-hmm. Israel and the, some of the more extreme communities in Israel. Uh, it's It has always been the Jews' land. It was always promised for the Jews, and there is nothing you can yeah. say, no law you can put out there, no history that you can show me nope. that will, that disqualifies this. And it is the same, you mentioned this before, it is a lot of the same kind of uh, thinking or mindset that a lot of evangelical Christians have in mm-hmm. the U.S. where it doesn't matter what laws you show me, what borders you say, I believe this thing because it comes directly from God.
1: Deed and title from the big man himself. And that, and
2: that is partially why the Orthodox community in the U.S., Found this new ally with evangelical christians mm-hmm. and together the orthodox community and the evangelical community is way more powerful and way more vast than anything the reform movement and the conservative movement can nope. muster up in the u.s completely and there is there is absolutely no getting past the evangelical and the orthodox lobby that they have yeah,
1: sheldon adelson so just has
2: to write one check it yep it <laughs> you
0: know i i was talking about this with josh the other day that uh I had a really good uh, government teacher in my senior year of high school and we were talking about the things that young evangelicals because I was one, uh, young evangelicals are worried about in Alabama, which is obviously Islamic terrorism. And Sharia law. Did you hear about those prayer rugs in and Texas, man? So uh, it's good
2: food, okay. I did not hear I'm about just that.
0: saying. So we we're talking about it food? and uh, we were like, you know, Are you more scared of the Taliban? Are you more scared of Al Qaeda? Are you basically like which brown people are you scared of the most? And she's like, well, the Taliban are more of a like a political organization. Uh, I'm sorry, the the Al Qaeda is more of a political organization. I'm more scared about like anybody who's going to blow themselves up just because God tells them to. Because you'll do a lot of things when you think God's telling you to. Mm -hmm. And like that's sort of the that is the conundrum of the Orthodox evangelical alignment is not that like evangelicals they don't there's no like anti Semitic sentiment there. It's just more like, well God gave you the land way back early in the Bible and uh I guess it's yours now. And like the other guy's gotta go home. Yeah. Like it's it's just a very weird it's strange bedfellows because they have no common interests. Newsflash: Israelis are Middle Easterners too. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's like they have they have no. There's of, they have yeah. no. What are you context. talking about? Go back to Poland. Well, and the oh, thing is, is oh my god, if you took a if you took a group of Israelis and put them in a room with evangelicals who you didn't give them context as to who they were, they'd be scared that they were Muslim terrorists. You know, like it's the they the evangelicals would be scared that the Israelis yeah were Muslim terrorists. they oh, yeah. they only they the only context that they have for Israel is the idea of Israel. The thing about the religious right in Israel has nothing to do with like Jewish sovereignty or respect for Jews as an ethnic group. It literally is only because like, well, it was in the Old Testament and uh, we take that quite literally. I
3: I have often thought that there is this weird comparison between the right wing and... zealot jews in israel ruining everything for them just like my opinion the right-wing christians ruining everything for us yeah (laughs) um but i've also sort of wondered yeah what skin the evangelical christians in america have in israel and do they think that jews are just like naive little children who will easily convert because we're also white. I they
0: don't really, know. Like, like, no, what they, is, they don't, is it? If we don't convert, <laughs> what, if we don't convert, they won't lose any sleep over it. What, yeah, that's the weird thing is that they don't really care. Like, I think... Once it, the rapture happens, like, it's all mood. It's, it's, it's all on us. But, okay, so the thing that the <laughs> media gets once wrong... Once Messiah happens, it's all over anyways. So, there, so there's, that's there's that's this idea in, in eschatology and in the is Christian eschatology of premillennialism and postmillennialism. Basically saying, like, uh, does the rapture happen... And the world end in this way, or does the rapture happen in the world end in that way, or does the rapture not happen at all? And what's funny is they just don't—they don't care about it. The, like they, they modern Christianity the is not like it's taken a very defensive position. It's more just like we're, we're going to defend what we've got. Lips. Yeah, like they don't care if the Jews convert. They're like, well, I'm I'm going to heaven, and either you guys, you know, maybe God blesses you in, or maybe he doesn't. But there's no like conversion angle. And
3: I, so I'm, I don't understand what skin they have in the game. Is it more of a cultural dominance? It's like, because white, it's because East God brown?
0: gave Israel the promised land in the Old Testament, and that was their land, yep. and then they got divested of it. It doesn't even it's it's extemporaneous of Islam. It, I mean, it was that was the that was the sentiment before 9-11 happened. Yeah. Now it's just like beating up. That's, on, that's just icing on the cake for it's a happy Trump bonus, voters. A happy bonus <laughs> yeah. that we get to beat up on Muslims. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't. I, I guess I should say you know maybe you're right at the leadership level. There's more of a insidious, underhanded nature about their motives, but the the marching order for the average you know. I voted for Trump because I think he's good for the economy type guy. It's like, well, that was their land. The, they got taken from it. So an interesting thing I want to talk about, uh, I guess the, the
1: conflation or the distinction between anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism. Oof. And today, you know, today is the Women's March, and they've been in all sorts of news, you know, talking
2: about the left side of politics.
3: So that is still happening. That yeah. Is yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the DN, the DN, Gillibrand is, at the, Ohio, is at, at the uh, Iowa. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah women's march which did not separate itself from the main women's march yeah so uh
1: listeners if you don't know the backstory um the women's march which on one hand is like the organic super cool thing that happened in response to trump on the other hand is also the national leadership board of that said march uh, who have been getting hot water over and over again because uh they keep putting their foot in their mouths about the whole jews thing uh big fans of louis farrakhan which is like that's another 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 topic for another show (laughs) uh so Jane, as the as the token woman in the room, please, (laughs) please, as 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 a left leaning, not a democratic room. (laughs) No. But as as ostensibly uh, somebody with left leaning politics, yeah, who would you describe yourself as a feminist?
3: I think when I, I would, I oh yeah. So then,
1: how? What are your What are your thoughts about everything?
3: (laughs) I mean, that's not even a close call anymore. (laughs) What
1: What are your thoughts about What are your thoughts about everything going on? I think when
3: I saw the news, I was just like. (laughs) (laughs) and i was trying to wrap my mind around i mean i think i just my left eye started twitching and i just all these experiences came exploding in my head because growing up as a jew in the states i do i do feel very fringe um and i i did when i went to israel i lived there for six months and Felt more at home there pretty much immediately than I had in the States ever. But I was confronted with the fact that I was a second-class citizen because I was a woman, and it's a very religious, traditional place. Um, So there was this extra sadness of realizing that even my home isn't quite mine. Then I come back to the States, and I love Israel. I always have, and now I love it more than I had before. But I don't fit in with my liberal friends anymore because liberals hate Israel, right? Right. Then there's this women's march and I do identify as a feminist and to hear that the women's march hasn't done enough to support Judaism when these two things have always been completely separate in my mind and that, you know, liberalism, which hasn't been exactly great to the Jews from my perspective, is now destroying the women's march because they're not good enough to the Jews. I mean, my head just exploded because there's still a pussy grabber in the White House.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: True. Like focus people.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We've lost sight of the real enemy here with all this infighting. And
0: yeah. I think I think part of the problem is the criticism of Israel of by non Jews always, because Israel is an ethno state, sort of feels anti Semitic. Like it's really hard to use any sort of strong language against Israel and not be accused in some circles of being anti Semitic because Literally, the identity of the country is Jewish. What can you say? How do you criticize in yeah. strong language uh, an an ethno state without seeming like you're criticizing the ethnicity? Well, I think that's a pretty good that's argument a, against yeah. ethno states. Well, I and mean,
2: that's that's the thing that the that more right wing leaning Jews have sort of got a monopoly on is yeah. that they they have basically convinced everyone that you can't convince Israel without sanding anti semitic Exactly, and that's yeah. that's, that's and I don't so, agree I, with that, and, I, and that's a big it's a problem. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. 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 And that's why I think like a lot of left-wing Jews support BDS because they had no voice with which to criticize Israel. when they saw this group come along that maybe they didn't understand why it was anti-Semitic. Maybe they were willing to put aside everything because they saw it as, you know, as pushing a better goal. But just, you know— that gave them a voice, which they didn't have, because if you criticized Israel in every, in any way before, everyone yeah. would say, "Oh, you're evoking images yeah. as you know Jewish controllers of the world, I mean, or you're yeah, anti-Zionist, Re- anti-Israel."
1: Like Marco Rubio pushing the the anti-BDS legislation, which well, would BDS? basically get rid yeah. of the right to boycott.
0: Yeah, let's uh let's see, let's uh let's hop into for the average person, what is BDS? Because it's definitely newsworthy. I know it's boycott, divest, divestment, sanction, and sanction. Divestment sanction. And sanction. Okay. Yeah. yeah there's, so they
1: push. Um, so I think. Goes back to like the mid 2000s. Uh, Palestinian civil society is pushing, you know, a nonviolent uh, boycotting, divestment, and sanctioning of the state of Israel in terms of economics, academics, political exchanges. You know, it's 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 done in different degrees. I guess my understanding is that some folks only focus on. Um, The settlements or, you know, the areas uh, which in what would be a future Palestinian state that they're boycotting others, you know, a blanket boycott on anything
0: Israeli. Do I have to destroy my soda stream? No. Okay,
1: <laughs> but uh,
0: you will be called a Zionist pig for so, for your Soda Stream. So yeah, like, but what, you'll have a Soda Stream. What is the oh, God? I love my Soda Stream. Isn't they I the, you this absurd? They <laughs> tossed the <laughs> out of the windows stream. like yes. all, those, all
2: those like weird Hannity, like Han- they the curig ditched Hannity and they, they started throwing coffee pots out the windows. This or, is or the you don't, to don't get do me that. started on Gillette. Don't yeah. get me fucking started on <laughs> Gillette. Holy shit. Holy shit, Gillette. I can't believe you told me to shave my beard like I that. Saw I his, do not feel like a man anymore. I saw
0: this one tweet where somebody was like, just saw the new Gillette commercial, and then it was his razor in a toilet.
2: And somebody's like... you going to flush that down You're going to flush your like razor down the toilet. It's like out. a like a metal handled razor. Like, you freaking morons. Yeah. It's kind of funny, though, that like corporations and stuff are all of a sudden good when they put out like a commercial like that. Yeah. Like Nike is still exploiting like child labor somewhere and Gillette is still like terrible. Well I also
0: I I also love that like corporations probably adore you for destroying your Keurig, right? Because you're like I gotta get those curios, so now I'm buying more Keurigs.
3: (laughs) They're like, Yes, nice.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so anywho, uh, I was gonna
3: say I do like the fact that the SodaStream is the one that I got for our mutual Jewish friend, but she already had one so she gave it to you. It's been doubly
0: blessed. Um, I don't know if we're really living up to our uh, boycotting and sanctioning over here. Love it. I love my (laughs) SodaStream. I'd love to get them as a sponsor after they listen to this. But first, uh, (laughs) what are you guys' positions on BDS? My position is I do not
1: personally subscribe to it or support it. However, I fully recognize the right of any American to do so. Uh, And the fact that...
0: Is it anti-Semitic?
1: If you if you are participating in BDS because you don't like Jews and you don't believe there should be a Jewish state specifically, and you think like other people and other ethno states are fine, but like the Jews, no, that's definitely anti-Semitic. If you think, I believe
0: that. What if it's you just don't like Netanyahu's government? Is that that doesn't matter? You don't think so? Because BDS is not pushing for a change in government. But there like, are, isn't that the idea though? Is that if we boycott, divest, and sanction, no. that it'll create so much unpopular. Press and leverage against the ruling class. That what that, will happen? That it will sort of lead to a change in leadership. That people will be like, I mean, American what, Jews, like eighty like, percent of them are boycotting Bibi Netanyahu. More, really yeah, exactly. More again? like, more like, look what Netanyahu brought us. It's time for a change. Isn't that sort of the notion behind it? Like we're no, winning over the hearts and minds.
1: No, no the, stated, the stated goal is it's by Palestinians for Palestinians originally. Yeah. So toward the, I believe, turning you know, a one a democratic non-preferential
2: state of, one state solution one state solution. Oh, one state which is fundamentally anti-semitic and anti-anti-jewish because what happens with a one-state solution you lose the reason that israel was created in the first place which is which is the whole goal you know it jews are fine as long as they don't have that state of israel and once you get rid of the you know the fact that it's a jewish state then you don't have the state of israel and then people can sort of stop complaining as much is it i
3: also think it's interesting that people are so eager to, to boycott Israel when then they go shopping at, you know, like Walmart, or they buy products from countries that are also terrible. Yeah. It's like, I, I think that's what gets me. Yemen. Is,
2: there is a catastrophe in Yemen right now. <laughs> there is Where a, is boycott Yemen?
3: Right, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and, and I think, yeah. I, I forget what it was, and it, admittedly, I'm getting this from a Jewish relative, so it's probably completely inaccurate, but... <laughs>
0: promotes and, a jewish and, and insanely agenda bi-
3: extremely biased <laughs> but it's like you know airbnb pulled out all of their uh their houses from israel but they didn't do it in these like seven other terrorist nations that's not fair you know
0: <laughs> are you are you there for acknowledging israel as a terrorist nation
3: <laughs> i i mean yeah I don't, that's exactly it. it's like well is that the standard now like we want to be treated as good as terrorists <laughs> i mean
0: i mean
1: under i mean you know under international law, the transfer of civilian population over the Green Line into the settlements is technically a violation of international law. So that was Airbnb's argument, right? Is that the Israelis live the Israeli citizens, Israeli residents who live in this area
2: I don't think Airbnb made that argument. Airbnb made it, but that's the general argument. So that
3: was the point that I made, and what I got back was: a) they Airbnb pulled out of places that were even on the other side of the green line, and b) there are plenty of other countries that are violating, you know, international treaties and UN peace charters. Who have Airbnb? Well, that's the green line. I don't know if yeah. any of those facts the are green true. Line I don't mean... know if Green of Line it. is
1: the what separates Israel proper from the occupied
2: territories. It was like it was weird of like. But I don't know Air... if any of those facts are true. That's it was just what weird I of Airbnb <laughs> to wade into this one because like yeah. no one's accusing Airbnb of being anti-Semitic. I think BDS. Was, like, Twenty thousand users of Airbnb in Israel. Like it... yeah, I think no BDS... one was accusing them of like supporting anti-Semitism. Did but... BDS no, ask them to? <laughs> Well, what did BDS ask them to? Yeah, like, B- they- well, it was a pressure campaign. So okay. Airbnb didn't say like, "Oh, the UN is like has these laws that you can't cross the yeah. line." No, like a bunch of people were like, "We're going to get rid of Airbnb unless you do this," and Airbnb yeah. was like, "Okay." Yeah. But, I mean, Jane, to your to
1: your point about like, there's plenty of countries who do work. <laughs> there's plenty of countries who do bad shit. Like that's the same thing at the UN, right? Like there are a lot of bad actors out there, and yet Israel gets twenty times the resolutions criticizing it over yes, any other country. Does. Right.
3: Uh, so I so, think that's why I think. Yeah. I don't, I I think you were just kidding, but I I don't totally agree with your point that criticizing Israel is only anti-Semitic if you are doing it because you hate Jews. I think there's a lot of double standards that people don't even realize they're pulling where they hyper-scrutinize Israel as the Jewish state. And I think that's anti-Semitic.
2: So I just want to, who do you guys think is the, in our online culture today, when you say like a Jew in America, like a Jewish commentator, a Jewish person, who do you think is like the most famous right-wing jewish guy right now
0: i mean the f- most famous right-wing i think ben shapiro okay is uh, pretty okay. famous right-wing okay. jew you've got
1: like on I, I i spend a lot of time on twitter and i see all, like yeah, so that's an <laughs> like, most just absolute <laughs> garbage humans our yeah. our fellow our mishpucha our fellow jews absolutely terrible Not awful good. people so uh, mort klein is is awful uh zio ahead uh, he's the head of. So basically, you're not going to know any of these uh, people I'm it, half, I don't know half the people the our people, account follows on Twitter the people the, the people who thought the people who looked at APAC and thought no those guys are way too wimpy for me yeah. uh, you're kidding me yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, not not um, uh, Josh Hammer who writes for the Daily Wire mm. was posting like the other day about how Israel just needs to annex it already like fuck what?
2: so <laughs> like annex Hebron let's go so like <laughs> yeah 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 so no 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 like Whoa! yeah terrible <laughs> <laughs> I love fucking bombing those people. Yeah, oh. buddy. No, no, see, I think so. I think you were right. I think Ben Shapiro. Let's fucking get
0: it. Woo. What's a Jewish battle cry? I think
3: that
0: would. ching maybe. Oh god, oh, cool boy. No. <laughs> My son went to law school. No, just kidding. Is
1: so, did you hear? Is that bad? Did you hear? He's dating a doctor. Yeah. That's the Jewish
2: battle cry. All the Jewish moms come yeah. running. Um, Did you eat? No. Did you, <laughs> eat? Did you <laughs> eat? Did you eat? I'm hungry. Are you hungry? Voice
3: yourself. <laughs> you look so thin.
2: You know, that Obama
1: is secretly an anti Semite. Nobody talks Ooh. about it. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Like, Anywho, I'm so sorry, right,
2: right wing. Ben wing, uh, Shapiro. Yeah. Ben Shapiro. So yeah, I think you got you hit it on the head. Ben Shapiro. And a lot of people who are uh, you know not Jewish or not focused on Jewish things listen to him and yeah. think of him as, a, him as a lovely um thinker lovely. in America. Yeah. A great person to hear about, to debate, etc. Debate me, Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, debate me, Ocasio-Cortez. Ocasio-Cortez.
1: Actual Ben Shapiro tweet, Israelis like to build, Arabs like to oh, yeah. bomb crap and live in sewage, hashtag
2: settlements rock. He's uh, since <laughs> retracted that one, but I'm not sure we can just like give him a free pass on that one. No, no, here's, here's a, one it quick was a thing. It a typo. I, no, I no, no. So uh, I had the um, misfortune, the unpleasantness of hearing Ben Shapiro speak, actually, at the local Chabad. Um, he came by. They oh. love him here. Um, oh, yeah. They are ah. obsessed with Ben Shapiro. And so here's one statement that Ben Shapiro actually uh, refuses to retract and still believes in. Um, he, So you all know the term rhinos, or Republican in name only. Sure, so sure. Uh, Ben Shapiro's got a term. Uh, a gino? A gino, um, which gino. is the Jew in name only. <laughs> Um, which, so <laughs> this, this, it's all of us in this, this room, there's great, so many jokes you know, there. this is the great thought thinker <laughs> that's, uh, asking us to police our own on the left and say like, oh, they're, you know, they're saying things about Louis Farrakhan or, yeah. uh, about Israel, et cetera, But, you know, I am the one who is able to determine if you are a Jew or not. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's, yeah.
1: he's, uh, man, the whole, you know, the whole quote I unquote, could... uh, intellectual dark web, all those guys who are like, we're having the bold conversations that all the PC snowflakes are afraid to have, except Palestinians are made up people. Uh, uh, okay, last thoughts. Uh, Can
3: 20... that be the intro to this week's podcast? Uh, having...
0: I thought it was going to be Palestinians are made up no, people. No, no, no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're having the bold Whoa. conversation all you PC me... snowflakes are afraid to have. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so 2020, uh, two, two a pair of interesting articles that... Uh, came out talking about the presidential election, the Democratic primary. This one in BuzzFeed, uh, their theory is Israel is going to be the big splitting point for, you know, there's going to be a thousand people running on the Democratic side. Uh, What stance they take on Israel is going to be determinative of a lot, especially given all these shifts in our millennial generation, especially towards the left, you know, progressivism, the question of, you know, is America still the neutral arbiter between the Israelis and the Palestinians? How do we keep justifying our role? And Peter Beinart, uh, a prominent pro-zionist pro two-state solution who gets all sorts of slander and crap from the ben shapiro's of the world for being you know for thinking hey maybe palestinians are people who we should treat with basic human dignity you know it's (laughs) probably you know things like that real contentious views um he's he writes talk to this guy (laughs) he writes in the forward he wants uh bernie to run because bernie is the only one who can credibly have the conversation about like what the hell is going on here, Israel? Come on.
3: <laughs> uh, so
1: I guess uh, right off the bat, uh, who are you voting for and why?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's funny. I've, I've often wondered what would happen if Bernie were to run against Trump because everyone in Florida would just lose their minds because they love Trump because he's so crazy for Israel. But, but then Bernard's Bernie just actually such a is nice Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what would they do? I, I honestly think they would sell out Bernie. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, they would totally go for Trump still, yeah.
3: God, which boggles myself. I think Socialism. Be, Trump will he's be better for the economy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't see myself voting
2: for, I mean, obviously we have to get through like all the primaries and and if we're talking about the primaries, I can't see myself voting for a white dude. Not even, well, don't worry. Not even Bernie uh, Sanders? No. But no, Trump no, cool.
3: remember, Ju- no. Judaism got downgraded. It's not white anymore, so oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, my bad, whoopsies.
2: <laughs> That's now a
3: diversity. Yeah, higher. no, I
2: don't know. I just, I can't see, I also just can't see the Democratic electorate nominating someone who's not a woman or a person of color I agree and like I I think I I, I don't know if this is right or not but I feel like Bernie had his time in the sun in 2016 and it just never happened and there's definitely some criticism him coming out now how you know his campaign and everyone in his campaign treated women they didn't really respect their you know um not great (laughs) their accusations uh I think yeah I think (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, not good. And then, uh, like you know, everyone keeps talking up Joe Biden because he's this big old, the big old dude walking in here who can take down Trump because he can talk like him and beat him. But like, we really gonna nominate someone who was in the Anita Hill hearings and said like, "Not sure I believe you." Like, no, who sponsored the
0: crime bill that locked up a generation of black? You're
2: not, Yeah. yeah, you're not asking like. Republicans to vote in the Democratic primary you're asking like the Democratic base to vote in the Democratic
1: yep. primary He also made it uh, made it so that student loans could not be discharged bankruptcy. Yeah, I just, He I just, also
0: says that Millennials don't have a hard time 30 I years of
1: yeah. B-roll of him groping women on camera like not groping but like nah, groping is a bad word for Yeah, example. I don't yeah, think it's uh, of being getting, getting a little frisky I, I, just, I,
2: I, I fail to see how we're gonna nominate anyone who's not either a person, person of color taking liberties or with their bodies personal
1: Encroaching on personal space. Yeah you're inside my bubble yeah, yeah kind
2: of like that's, okay Bubba, the, Biden, the bubble boy bubble boy the bubble boy <laughs> bubble uh, oh man but i, I bubble bubble
3: yeah bubble I, I i kind of am afraid that what's going to happen is there's going to be all this infighting trying to win over a jewish vote that you can't win anyway and yeah. it's just going to lead right. to us losing to republicans again
0: that's what i that's my fear as well i think as a right. Don't,
2: i don't see it i don't see us fighting over israel because there's no one in the democratic senate or the house right now except for like three backbenchers who were just elected, yeah. supports BDS.
1: That's, and that's uh, Batya Unger-Sargon, who's the opinion editor of The Forward. She yeah. came out responding to BuzzFeed like, actually, no. like Yeah, like the, the, these debates are healthy. And the, like, yeah. we're going
2: to come out the other side with the strongest candidate because they'll have survived the trial. But basically, like anyone who gets the nomination assumes that they're going to beat Trump in 2020, which is a, a relatively good assumption where we sit right now. <sighs> Never I'm, not write, never um, listen, I'm not gonna write. I'm not gonna fucking write that. Up. There's
3: no way Trump could be president. <sighs> really
2: though, but I like. I think so. You know, bodies are gonna hit the floor in the primary, and right. I think whoever comes out of that is gonna be our strongest candidate possible. What and I fail to see how the Democratic base doesn't nominate either a woman or a person of color.
3: Have you guys seen someone with an iPhone five? And you look at it and you think, I remember when this thing seemed so new and so shiny. Yeah. And now it just kind of looks, eh, and it's small. That's yeah. Bernie Sanders now. He's old Yeah. <laughs> so you, maybe, actually, so you, you
0: actually, Happened it's with hard now. No, no, Jane's making the right point, actually. Um, <laughs> Nate Silver was doing an analysis on early contenders. Oh, he's doing early contenders for 2020. And he's talking about Bernie and how he's polling. And he was saying, basically, Bernie's base is still there but that Bernie benefited from being the only progressive option, really. The only not-Hillary option. Yeah. Was and so Hillary was just such then, whenever, you know, when everybody else drops out, then he benefits from being the not-Hillary option. And Hillary Clinton, even though she would have been an infinitely better president than Trump, had so many flaws as a candidate. And then so it's like he benefited from that. And now when you go into 2020 and you have a, a, a roster of people who are running in sort of this blood sport primary... That you don't get that same bump because you've got people. If Gillibrand runs, there's goes part of your female support, or she is running Kamala Harris. We, we better is not nominate take, Gillibrand, dude. Like uh, yeah, I hope not. running
1: it back with another blonde senator from New York who has questionable issues <laughs> <laughs> about flip-flopping. Like, are we asking? And is super close to so Wall Street. And is Elizabeth super close Warren? to Wall Street.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Elizabeth Warren, like, who is also going to take some of Bernie's support. I Kamala Harris Trump, is going to take some. I, Cory Booker will take some. Trump Trump
1: is going to beat Elizabeth Warren, I think.
2: I think every single one of the candidates that we just mentioned has a, has one flaw that people always ding them for. Yeah. But they're not as bad when you actually like put them in front of the country as I hope we so. make them out to be. I hope,
0: especially by. But, it, I mean, but you have to remember that the rest of the country, a, I mean, a lot of the country is not voting based on who you are. They're basing they're voting sports. based on who Trump isn't. Yeah. And like Trump isn't you, so it doesn't matter who you are. It just means that Trump isn't you, and he's on their team, so I think, he gets their vote. I think people have seen what
2: Trump is now. And it'll be hard to go back and say, yeah, I kind of, he only won by
0: 70,000 votes. That's not a lot of people. Well, his, to be fair, his Midwestern firewall is back. I mean, Pennsylvania went blue. uh, Wisconsin went blue. Flipped basically Uh, the entire state. So there's a lot of optimism there. Um, but then you also have that he's got the incumbent advantage, which in, historically has been 8%. So it's like you never know. You never know which way it's going to go.
2: Got a 39% approval rating right now. Oh, it's well, And it's
0: only going down. It's yeah. the, he's losing a half percent per week as the shutdown goes on. Another Nate Silver quote. 538.com. If you want to know well, about Nate politics, 538.com. <laughs> something. Well, friends, family, any final thoughts? Any? Yeah, I've got one. Big. I was talking with Jane this week yeah. about... Uh, how so many Jewish names came to be Jewish names. And yeah. I found a, a lot of very interesting things. So things like Berg, Steen, like suffixes and yeah. names. Mountain, stone. Mountain and stone. Yeah Yiddish, yeah. Yiddish and German are basically interchangeable. Yeah. So
3: wait, wait, wait. An iceberg is literally an ice mountain? Yeah. yeah. And I, when I heard that, ah. I was like,
0: oh, that makes sense. And so I'm like, <laughs> oh, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And because there's a lot of Jews in this spoke Living German. In stones. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Living near mountains. No,
1: I, the uh, the other joke is like like if you go back far enough, German is just a dialect of Yiddish. I'll
2: take that. Ooh. <laughs> That's pretty machuga when you think about it. Uh, yeah.
0: Any other final I'm, thoughts?
3: Can we all just say matzo ball on the count of three or something like that?
0: Matsaball. Guns and Moses. Guns and Moses. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like, have but... all all
1: three of you been to Israel? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You know, I think like Jane, you joking jokingly not so jokingly said like well there's no way josh is a zionist and i thought about it like i think we've kind of you know we've achieved zionism right like israel exists you talk about like does israel have the right to exist like it exists like it's it's like does any country technically have the right to exist i don't know but whatever your disagreements are with government and the, the insane policy and everything that's going on you know it's still hard to deny like the connection to the place and to the people in terms of you know we don't like. We definitely don't always agree. Like you know, seventy-five uh, percent of American Jews voted Democrat in the last election, but eighty-two percent of Israelis describe themselves as center or right wing. But they're still, you know, they're still for all intents and purposes like our cousins, right? Like you don't just write off your cousins Literally, just because they I do. Have cousins, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I really like. Uh, I like. I feel like I've sort of heard you guys echoing this, but I think Jane led with it the most on how when you visited Israel, it's like you feel like you're home because cell memory biology well yes i think there's that i think there's also like when you feel fringe all the time or you feel like you're isolated from the broader group in some way like i know it's not quite the same but like for me like my dad didn't really live near me and none of my dad's family did and so like whenever i get around my dad's family and i have several times as an adult it's like you feel like something's right it's Mm -hmm. like you're like Mm -hmm. oh this is like where home is even if it's not or I've heard people have the same experience actually with Hawaii Asian people who grew up on the mainland, who've always lived in white culture. They come to Hawaii where everybody's Asian and they're like, I just felt at home immediately. And I think there's something, regardless of your views on Zionism, there's something that's very important for people to be able to go somewhere where they feel like they fit in, like they're part of the whole and like their home.
1: Plus, uh, Prince of Egypt, hell of a movie. That was a great movie. Hell of a movie. Blue
0: Hawaii podcast. I'm Ryan Little. I'm Josh Michaels. See you Thank next you, week.
1: John and Jane. Shalom. Shalom. Shaloha. Blue white